Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to a brand new extra special episode of Tender Loving Care with your host myself Pauline and my darling Kate. Actually, correction, Kate is not going to be in this episode today. It is her birthday week, she's out doing fabulous things, so warning, it is just a solo Pauline episode today. As you know, we are going to discuss 90 Day Fiancé the other way. As you probably know, our podcast, Tender Love and Care, which is available on all podcasting platforms, is a new episode each Wednesday. And in that podcast, we break down two shows from the TLC network, past or present, and deep dive and discuss the glorious chaos. Well, we've decided to watch even more TLC and get in on the new season of The Other Way and release it as some more content for you, our beautiful Trash TV loving listeners. <gasps> I would say hello, Kate, but she's not here. So it is hello, Kate in... Kate is in absentia this week, guys, but it's okay. I am going to hold down the fort. Um, So warning, this is a Pauline heavy episode. So proceed with caution, but... I am discussing something that makes me very happy. And that is 90 Day Fiancé the other way. So we are on episode 10, named... One hand does not clap. I mean, I don't know who is writing these titles, the names of these episodes, episode titles, because they have gone above and beyond this season. This is season, this is season four of The Other Way. Every episode, it is so poetic. I mean, maybe they are taking lessons or tips from Osama because we saw Osama today and his wonderful poetry. His strange, beautiful. Um, but we will get into that. Okay, let's see. Usually it's, this is such a strange experience because usually I would chit-chatty chit-chat with Kate about her week, but um, it's her birthday. 
So she's off doing wonderful things celebrating this week. Um, I did put on our Instagram, uh, I think it was on our Instagram story, a little um, shout out to Kate for her birthday. And I thought, what would be, what does Kate want to see first thing in the morning on her birthday? And it was a photo that I found of Jesse from 90 Day Fiance in his underwear, black and white photo. And he's posing up a storm just in his little tighty whities And I sent that to her. So I think, honestly, that was the best birthday present I could ever give her. So happy birthday, Kate. All right, guys, who should we start with? Let me see, because usually I go to Kate for this. So obviously, I think we saw everyone this week. We did. We actually got everyone. Um, you know what? Let's start with Nicole and Mahmoud because it was such a Nicole and Mahmoud heavy episode. It was like ridiculous. I mean, they've, I don't think we've had one episode this season that hasn't had Nicole and Mahmoud in. Yeah, I think so. They, I mean, considering what we found out today in this episode, I'm surprised they're in every, in every single episode. So, First of all, the B-roll footage that these that these shows take and the music they put on. I know it's been discussed before, but whenever they go to like India, they're going from India, they're going over to Egypt, they play the most stereotypical Indian music or Egyptian Arabic music when we go in. And then with um with Nicole and Mahmoud in Egypt, this B-roll was just like pyramids sphinx did you know we were in egypt back to pyramids back to you know things of mummies and sphinxes we we got it we got it we know we're in egypt and we know we're back with nicole and then first shot of nicole um she loves her hats what can we say she loves her hats so she's wandering around that room that bedroom and we find out that at when we're meeting her at this point, she's been in Egypt for four months. And she said that's the longest time that she's ever been in Egypt because we know obviously she went to go and travel there. That's where she went Mahmoud. When they got married, she stayed for a little bit and then ran back to uh, Franklin Village in Los Angeles. So the hat. Now, guys, I love a hat. I love a hat. Um, what is perplexing when it comes to Nicole and her hats is that we find out she's all dressed up. We see her. She's got this, you know, very 60s mod kind of hat on, um, dressed up to the nines. And she proceeds to tell us the answer to the question that Kate and I have constantly is like, what do you do all day? She says she stays in that bedroom for 12 hours a day. Let that sink in. So she's in that apartment and we've seen the mother. The mother's usually like in the background. Now the mother doesn't speak any English that we know of. And Nicole does not speak much Arabic. I think she pleasantries. Whether she's learning it, unclear. But she says to us, very just matter-of-factly, you know, our Mahmoud goes to work and I basically stay in this room for 12 hours a day. Like a prison sentence. And she's been there for four months. So she just wakes up, does a ton of makeup, does all of her hair, and she just sits there. Right now, four months later, she should be fluent in Arabic. I mean, God, I mean, listen, if I had 12 hours a day to do jack shit and I didn't have to be working, I didn't have to be doing anything, you better believe 
I would be fluent in that language. 12 hours a day. That's, that's what this episode should be called, actually. Not, what was it called? It's called One Hand Does Not Clap. It should just be called 12 Hours a Day. The way she described it, it sounded like she was in solitary confinement. Yeah, I'm in here 12 hours a day. I get to see sunlight, you know, for about half an hour before Macklemore comes home. I mean, it really felt like that. I was blown away. Blown away. Like, what did she do? There's only so much reading and... What, did she just go on the internet or speak to people back home? I mean, they all have jobs. Or, like, I don't know, I... Honestly, this is going to stay with me for a while. I'll try to keep the rant and going back to it a minimum. I just, I, I honestly can't get over it. I can't. I really can't. So we see that she, you know, she's discussing this and she's saying, well, we went, I did get Macklemore to go and look at apartments with me. And we kind of see footage of that, but he is not interested. She says that he just um, doesn't ever want to move out. And... <laughs> they go apartment hunting and they go they look they go to this place and it looks beautiful like it's large it looked really spacious and and you could see nicole's like oh this would be great i could sit out here and have a coffee and actually be outside and um mahmoud is about as interested as one of the white walls that he's looking at like doesn't care and then that's what she says she goes no he just wants to stay he just wants to stay living at home then she adds the, the the just the, the the very throwaway sentence of we we after our last fight we haven't really fought that much because um we just agreed to stop talking about our problems now guys i don't know how many of you are in therapy but i would say of any of you that are <laughs> or anyone actually that has any common sense i don't think agreeing to just get you know what let's just not talk about problems let's just go and sweep sweep sweepity sweep sweep it all under that carpet sweep it under the rug we don't need to think about it we're all good as long as we keep saying to each other oh baby i love you baby i love you and you stay in a bedroom for 12 hours a day that's nicole's life i don't understand it and is it working absolutely not but you know what something i realized and i think i brought this up before is that they so they've stopped They've agreed to start talking about their problems. They go apartment hunting. He's obviously not interested. So there's a big bone of contention. The second one is, for all intents and purposes, we we are told that Mahmoud is very, very, very um, conservative. And he is very traditional. That's the word, traditional. Very, very traditional. And that he wants his wife to do certain things. He goes out and works. And along with that would come, you know, I, I presume, his point of view, children. And there's never been a discussion about it. And I am so interested in that aspect and this whole, you know, what are you going to do? Just live in that house for the rest of your life? Because not that I would be surprised if a woman didn't want to have children, because obviously that is very, very normal to a lot of people. And it is our right to choose. And it should never be presumed that because you're a woman, you definitely want kids. But with Nicole and Magwood, with him being so traditional, there hasn't even been a conversation about it. If there, if there has been, I've completely missed it. But I don't know if that's just a problem they're ignoring or if they're actively trying for kids. I'm so, I have no idea, but they do not seem sexual at all. I don't know what goes on in that bedroom apart from Nicole just doing her hair there all day but, and wearing little hats. I've no idea, but I would love... Those are the details I want to get into. I want to get into where are they going to live? Are they going to stay with the parents the whole time? Uh, I want to know their sex life. I want to know details of their sex life. And I want to know if they're thinking about children. Um, Instead, what we got 
this whole this very heavy Nicole Mahmoud um, episode was we saw Nicole actually leaving that house and she went to a meditation class. And listen, you know, Kate and I go back and forth on our thoughts with all of these people. And do I think Nicole is a nightmare? Yes. And I will stand by that. Do I think Mahmoud is? Yes. But I also have had this softness towards Nicole because you see her at the meditation class and she she is so happy she's in fresh air she's outside she's with women she um just seems so happy and relieved and they give the um nuran who is the person that runs the meditation class ends up giving um you know these these positive affirmations to repeat to yourself um at the end of class and you know whether you've ever done meditation or had you know kind of a yoga class where you get these affirmations that you repeat to yourself when you're in a really vulnerable spot in life and you feel blue and you feel things just aren't really going your way sometimes repeating something positive to yourself about yourself is very very hard and Nicole was doing that and she started to cry and I I mean I was just broken for her I feel so sorry and sad for her situation but nothing is getting fixed. It's just, as they say, they stop talking about the problems. Anyway, so she's crying. And then we have a classic, classic TLC staging. So she's like putting up her yoga mat or whatever mat it was. She's putting it away. And then we see Nuran. And it was literally like we could see Jeff LaPie on, like, off camera just going, okay, walk over to her now, walk over to her now. And Nicole's just like stood there like a robot. And then Nuran comes over. She's like, hi, uh, um, haven't... Haven't seen you here. What was it? What? Line. Oh, haven't seen you here before. And um, Nicole's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, um, okay. Anyway, they start this forced conversation, but Naran speaks to her about her situation. And then she says, um, she describes new Cairo. And I thought this was really, really interesting. She goes, where do you live? And Nicole tells her, and she says, that's a very, very conservative area. And um, where I am is new Cairo. It's much more modern. I wear what I want. We go to bars, we drink, but we're still Muslim. And so she was, you could see Nicole was so happy. However, production set all of this up for her to meet Nuran. I'm glad because it, you could see a light in 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 those eyes and sometimes that's hard but you could see a light in there and she just i want her so desperately to be happy i really do i'm i'm rooting for you nicole so she goes back and you could see she had like lightness in her and then we see her in a taxi with mahmoud and mahmoud goes guess where we're going and she's like egyptian museum and it's like 10 o'clock at night and he's like no 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 because he's like it's something you really really love and so she lists a museum, she lists these other things, and he's like, no. And he's taking her for dinner at an overpass. Now look, I am not saying that that was not a wonderful place. I'm just saying if you say I'm taking you out for a wonderful... If, if someone says to me I'm taking you out for a wonderful night, and they drive me to an overpass where I sit and eat chickpeas, I just don't know... I don't know how I'd feel about that. But... Apparently, Nicole does love that food. We learned something as well. Very educational, this episode, actually, TLC. We did learn some stuff from the Learning Channel. So in Egypt, or that area of Egypt, they call hummus, but it's actually like a, it's like full chickpeas. It's not hummus as we know it. It's like full chickpeas, and then they put lemon over it, and it did sound like delicious. So she was really happy to eat that. It's like one of her favorite foods. And we're trying to listen to that conversation, but it's like, zoom, 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 all these cars going by, because they're literally on an overpass. Anyway, 
Pardon my ignorance, but I am not used to that. So that's obviously why I'm mentioning it. But anyway, so they're on this overpass. They start having a conversation. And this was so manipulative for Macklemore. So Nicole and Nicole were stirring the pot. So obviously the production said, all right, you're here. You need to discuss Nuran and meeting Nuran. So she starts speaking about her. And she says, she's just amazing. And she was telling me, you know, the uh, traditional Egyptian men are um you know are really controlling and they don't let their wife do what they want and they should and she's stirring it and he's getting he's getting worked up and he's just going okay okay and then he does such such a dick move at the end he goes i'm so glad you're happy um so i'm not gonna say anything or how i really feel because it will ruin your happiness right now oh give me a break mahmoud really I mean, and Nicole was, she didn't really seem that crestfallen, probably because she was completely expecting it, but she just kept kind of stirring the pot, but she was very, very excited about um, Nuran. And then Mahmoud is saying in the confessionals, he's like, I don't understand why she's talking to someone about uh, me. I would never talk to my friends about my wife, etc., etc." And then Nicole's just like, well... I love you so much, honey. And he's like, I love you so much, honey. And they're fine. And it's just like, it's like nothing is getting discussed. But then we realize that we have a setup for them to go and meet with Nuran. So they're in, in a cafe and they're waiting for Nuran. And, you know, he's going, which is outside of his comfort zone, which is great. And Nuran comes in and she's this gorgeous woman. And she's wearing this lovely, like, summer, summer dress. She just looks so, she looks so chill and so gorgeous and so calm. She sits down and they just go in it. They just go in it straight away. And Nicole introduced them. And then she, then before we know it, we're talking about the Quran. We're talking about modesty. We're talking about what women should do, what men shouldn't do. And Nicole is just, just silent. She's just absolutely silent watching them go back and forth. Go back and, forth. and there is one point that we see Macron gets irate. And he goes, no, stop, listen, listen. And then we see this thing that is so uncomfortable to watch because you see it in very manipulative or unhealthy relationships, I'll say, is that he's displaying bad behavior, right? He's sticking his finger in Nuran's face and he's raising his voice and he's not letting her speak. And Nicole immediately goes, and Nuran's face is like, who is this dude? And... Nicole immediately comforts him and goes, oh, he's a sweetheart, really. Oof. Oof. That was... That was difficult. That was difficult to watch because you've seen it. You've seen it either in yourself or you've seen it in friends' relationships and you're just like, oh, this is making me uncomfortable. But um, they basically go back and forth. The Nuran stands her ground and she's just speaking about, um, you know, her freedom and her uh, way of living. And, you know, Macklemore's saying, you can do what you want. You can dress how you want, but um, that's not what my wife's going to do. And she said, well, what about, you know, Nicole coming to yoga class? There will be other men there. And he says, no. He says, I am not having my wife around men while she's stretching because they're going to be looking at her. And then Nuran is, you know, straight on it with, well, why is it, why do women have to be punished for men's desires or supposed desires? And he says, it's in the Quran. And then they're just going back and forth and it's getting, it doesn't really get heated, but it just gets, they're just going around in circles. Neither of them are ever going to change their minds. They're just from polar opposite kind of opinions. But what is clear is just 
Mahmoud has fundamentally, he fundamentally does not understand Nicole's culture and and has no desire to. And it's never going to change. He is not going to suddenly become evolved and like, you know, start to to just change everything he believes in. And he's saying that to her, but she's not listening. What she's doing is going, I love you so much, honey. I love you so much, honey. And it's like, this is this is not good, Nicole. Then we get like a they they kind of have this. They, we don't really see them finishing the conversation, but they're kind of laughing and just like wow. Then Nuran, now please tell me somebody else noticed this. Please, I wish Kate was here. I wish Kate was here. I'm sure she would have noticed this. So we get a confessional from Nuran. She's in the coffee shop. It's obviously after they finish this meeting, and she just says, you know, she's reiterating, he's not going to change. Da, da, da. But I couldn't listen to what she was saying because perched on her neck was a lightning bolt necklace. Now, guys, if you don't understand the significance of a lightning bolt necklace, you need to under- you need to go and watch Vanderpump Rules from the beginning, find out the latest scandal. It's all to do with Vanderpump Rules and Tom Sandoval having this affair with Rachel. I don't need to explain it. I'm sure you know it. But their key signal to each other was wearing a lightning bolt necklace. And when I saw that night lightning bolt necklace on Nuran's neck, I was like, wow, she's sleeping with Tom Sandoval as well. Like, it just broke the internet. Broke the internet. We found out the newest scandal that Nuran in Cairo is also with Tom Sandoval. So God knows who else he's been seeing because we've got Rachel in North Hollywood. We have Nuran in Cairo. God knows where else he's going. I mean, I'm going to be watching Debbie's neck. I really am because I'm worried that he may be in Morocco as well. But anyway, just seeing that was like, oh, I wish I could say that to Kate. She was here. But I hope you all noticed it if you're Bravo fans. It was brilliant. Um, and then, you know, Mahmoud basically just said in his confessional, quote, Nuran is the worst person I've ever met. <laughs> so that's Nicole and Mahmoud. I mean... It, I don't really know where we're going with the storyline. I, I don't know because it's, everything is a brick wall and he's not going to change and she's not going to change. So what are we doing with the storyline? Are we just waiting until she just leaves? I mean, is that really what this countdown is? It's like, she's been there four months, but she's going to leave. I can't see him agreeing to an apartment. Certainly, you know, she still has no friends. She has no job. I don't know if this Nuran thing is going to be a running theme, but I don't know. And I also just cannot, Kate and I discussed this last week, I cannot believe that they're still together. I think the only possibility is, I do not believe that Nicole's in Egypt. I don't. I just cannot believe that she would still be there because if this was filming last year, I, I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. And I keep my eyes peeled to see if she's around Los Angeles. Because I am, it would, can you imagine, guys, what a dream it would be? And I'm putting this out there in the universe because trust me, stranger things have happened in my life than me putting this out there and then it happening. So if I put it out there that I bump into Nicole in Los Angeles, I mean, it would be like I had met the biggest movie star. Can you imagine? I would be, I would be doing, going live. I would be getting photos. I'd be getting on the spot interview, like TMZ style with her. Um, I don't know. I, maybe I should start going to that Pasadena flea market. 
that Rose Bowl flea market every Sunday and seeing if she's there. Because she's not, she's, she's not in Egypt, right? If anyone has any info, just, just email us, tenderloveandcarepodcast at gmail.com. Because it can't be. Anyway, that was, that was just a, it was a lot of the episode, those two, Nicole and Macaroon. So that's kind of it. And on our next, when it says, you know, next time on 90 Day Fiancé, the other way. Um, I don't think we saw them, actually. I don't think we saw anything that's going on. Maybe we'll get a rest from next week. Because I need a rest from thinking about 12 hours in that room every day. Okay, next. Um, I... I think we want to go to, you know what, let's go to um, Isabel and Gabe. This was a really beautiful, beautiful, beautiful episode. Um, Like I say, they, everything's so beautiful in their world and people are showing such kindness and love that it's very odd to see us on a 90 Day Fiancé show. We're just not used to kindness and love. Um, and genuine good relationships, healthy relationships. So it's odd to watch. But we saw that Gabe had an exercise date with Isabel's dad. And, um, you know, Gabe was nervous because he obviously had let um, Isabel's parents know that he was a trans man. And so he was like, I don't know what Isabel's dad's going to ask me and things like that. So they go to exercise. And then Isabel's dad um, is kind of asking a little bit more and says, can I see some, you know, some old photos or or Gabe offers them out so Gabe pulls out photos on his phone to show Isabel's dad who went through them all and um it was extremely extremely as we can kind of begin to imagine uh painful for Gabe so Gabe says I can't you know I have to hand you the phone because I can't look at it and he talks about you know growing up as trans and saying that I wanted to I wanted to die every day and it was so it's so important that he shared that with Gabe's um Gabe's parents and then especially on this show um it was it was so 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 very very sad but um to know that somebody was suffering that way um and you know Isabel's dad completely understood and said it's all about love and it was just such a beautiful beautiful moment and you just wish that every trans person could have the exact same experience and every person um, could have that understanding and love in their life. It's just, yeah. So that was a really, really great scene. And then we had another scene where um, Gabe proposes in the pottery shop, which was very sweet to Isabel. She obviously says, yes, they're madly in love. And we're like, okay, this is very healthy and very normal. TLC, this is not 90 Day Fiancé uh, usual material. Um, we did see, so, we, so they, it wasn't too much of Gabe and Isabel, but basically that was essentially it. So it was a really good conversation with Isabel's dad and then, um, the engagement or the proposal. So they're engaged and then we see next time, and I just say fiance, um, that they're going to, it looked like a lawyer's office to start getting paperwork for the wedding. But they, you know, the, the lawyer says, okay, we need like your birth certificate. We need da, 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 da. And Gabe said, well, there's an issue with my birth certificate because it states, you know, female on there and not male. And I don't know if I missed something or it will be revealed in the next episode because the lawyer said, well, we do need that with your, you know, correct gender on there. And um, Gabe says, all of my paperwork that I had um, has has gone. And I don't know, did I miss that? Did we know that he had had a lot of his paperwork? Was it stolen or destroyed or something? I feel as though he may have mentioned something or maybe it's something we'll get next week, but he said it's all gone. Like all his transition paperwork. So 
we don't know what that's about, but that's going to probably go into next week. I think we'll definitely see more of them next week and that discussion because that is obviously going to be an issue. Um, so that was Isabel and Gabe. They'll definitely be on next week. And let's go over to... Uh, <laughs> Let's go to Dominican Republic. This one was just kind of miserable. You know, I love Danielle and Johan. And guys, remember that we we saw all of their beginnings on another 90-day spin-off, 90-day um, Love in Paradise. That's when we first met Danielle and Johan. Um, if you have not watched that, I would highly recommend you go back and watch that because it's a weird kind of offshoot of 90-day that's not that popular. Um, they've only, I think they've only done two seasons of it, but you must go and watch. That was the you know, evolution and the beginning of their relationship. So this is, we see them and we're back where we left them last week at this miserable anniversary dinner where they're fighting over Danielle and this male friend. And I mean, (sighs) Johan, look, I understand, I understand his point, right? He's saying, well, I'm a bit, I don't want you to go and hang out with a guy that you used to be in a relationship with. And, but he doesn't say that. He like, he just is commanding her. And of course that does not go down well with our Danielle. And um, she's saying, well, you know, what about if roles, and then she, no, he says, what if roles were reversed? Would you want me to do that? And she's like, well, it would be a conversation. And he just shuts down. And then we don't see much more apart from them leaving the dinner and they're in the car. And um, he's just saying, if you go, and you meet that friend, the consequences will not be good. That could also have been another title for this episode. The consequences will not be good because it applies to all of them, to be fair. Um, But yeah, the consequences will not be good. And she goes, what? So it's just like a surprise. My whole life is a surprise. I just come home. If I go and meet him and I come home, I'll see what's, you know, I'll see what's going to happen to me. And so that was always very, very brief with Danielle and Johan. But we see next week that she's crying and he's crying. It's still about this. And she's like, my whole life is for you. My whole life is for you. And I don't I don't know how much fuel they really have left in their relationship for 90 Day. Like, I don't know how they're going to fill the rest of the season because I think we have, this is episode 10. I think we've got to have at least three. There's so much stuff to wrap up here. We must have like five more episodes, right? I would say five. Um... So I just don't know what else these two are going to kind of go over. I mean, they have had massive, massive... Where's the butcher shop? Haven't heard about the butcher shop in ages. Haven't heard about a baby in ages. I mean, we just see them going from one miserable dinner and fighting to the next. And it's like, well, what are we doing here? We haven't spoken about financials. We haven't spoken... You know, Kate and I love to get the financials. We've not spoken about their financials. We've not spoken about the baby. We've not spoken about the butcher shop, which... Who knows who's looking after the butcher shop? Because Johan's just hanging out all the time. But um, we need some more... I don't know what's going to go on here. I suspect that we are going to see the male friend because they featured his photo. And on these shows, as we know the formula so well, they do not show the footage of someone or their face unless they're going to appear in the show. So... I think we're going to see him. Um, we do see Johan going, you want to do this the day before my birthday as well. So I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen here with those two. But we do know 100% Danielle is living in the Dominican Republic now. 
because she's on her Instagram and posting all about it. And she's doing lives from the Dominican Republic. So she's there. So they're obviously still together and she's living there. But I don't know what else they've got to show us on 90 Day with those two. I I don't know. I don't know what else is going to go on with them. I really don't. Um, I'd like to see Danielle's child, or I guess grown up. Remember, we forget, she has like a 20-something-year-old son, I believe. That would be really interesting. Okay, um, so that is, we've done Isabel and Gabe. We have done Danielle and Johan. We've done Nicole and Mahmoud now. <sighs> the two that we, we have two left, right? No, we have three. Okay, let's just go to Jamie. Let's go to Columbia. Yes, let's go to Columbia. So Chris and Jamie are married. All is right in the world. Wow, is that? We go and see what we were teased last week, them looking at food trucks. So this came out of nowhere that now they want to go into business together, which as we know is always a great idea for 90 Day Fiancé couples. So they decided that they want to do a food truck, which is going to be a mix of American food and Colombian food, apparently. So they look at one and it was 10K and... Listen, did anyone else notice that Chris is, dare I say, very agile? She's like hopping on and off these buses, floating around. And I'm thinking, doesn't she live with severe, like the way she describes it to us is chronic, severe back and neck pain at all times. And she was hopping and skipping and dancing off these buses. And when we got to the zombie bus, she couldn't have been happier. Last week we saw like a little clip inside and we were like, why are there like guns on the wall but it's like a zombie themed um food truck come like restaurant this place is where you can you can sit in there and eat and they also have the kitchen in there and it's an old american yellow school bus now there's like and there's like zombies hanging out of the bus and it's it's an interesting theme it's an interesting theme um but it was really disjointed and it just looked absolutely filthy as well. Like the up, the outside was just covered in like shit everywhere, whether it's a zombie's head or it was like, you know, camo or like warning signs. I don't know. So, so Jamie's just like, oh, uh, no, sorry. Chris is like, this is amazing. This is amazing. Jamie, and Jamie's like, I love it. I love it. And they asked the guy how much it would be. And he said $20,000. So they're sat there. And then, the, then it's just those two having a chat. And Chris Chris changes a lot and it's really interesting to watch she gets in there she's super enthusiastic she hears sorry holding for plane then um, she hears the cost and she we get a little interview with her this is very revealing and she said you know these buses are costing a lot more than I thought they would a lot more and this is 20,000 American dollars. And she said, when I had my idea of coming over to Colombia and this love affair and all of this, I didn't consider whether it was a, quote, practical reality. And all I see is Chris running into that sunset. Like, she wants to get out of there. She is sat there with Jamie, who she has made so many promises to, and so many promises apparently about this business, and when she starts to hear that it's going to be $20,000 just for just for the van, just for the whatever bus. Um, and then she says, she, I think everything is closing in on her. Remember, she's only been there like a month, if that, if that, because they got married like within nine days of meeting each other. Um, 
And she says to she says to Jamie, well, you know, there's a lot to consider. We need to figure out how much food costs would be and uh, what that would be to feed people every day. And then I'd need to counter that in, you know, with the cost of the a cost of the bus. And, and it, basically, it's never going to happen. Like she should have just said it there because you could see Jamie's face was like falling and Chris was like, you know, I just don't know. And then we have this confessional and she's just, she didn't understand the reality of anything. That's what I feel like. She had no clue what she was doing. And I think it's dawning on her. Then we get to the next scene and she's packing because she's going home. Now she claims, remember originally she was there a couple of days, getting very ill, and she claims that she was going to have to rush home because of this court case. She'd been subpoenaed, she had to go home. Um, that went away. That magically went away. She got some medication and then that went away. And now she has to go back home again. But this time it's for narcolepsy medication that she says she can't get anywhere else or she can't get in Colombia. Um, and issues with the bank. Guys, I don't believe a single word that comes out of this woman's mouth. The more this goes on, none of it makes sense. So she's packing, and you can see Jamie is so upset. And then we get into the taxi, and they're driving to the airport. And tell me how this makes sense. Okay, tell me how this makes sense. Chris says, you know, I didn't get a ticket... No, Jamie's like, I'm so upset because I don't know when you're coming back because you didn't buy a return ticket. And Chris explains, well, I didn't buy my return ticket. I just got a one way because, you know, it could take a week, could take two weeks to get things sorted, whatever that means. Um, So I just didn't buy a return ticket. Okay, my first problem with that is everybody knows that one way tickets are more expensive. So for her to buy a one way ticket back to Alabama... And then another one-way ticket back to Colombia. It just makes no sense financially. And she's supposed to be all about the financials. Makes no sense financially. Why not get... And and, and she's saying the difference is like between a week or two weeks. Just get a return ticket, which is A, cheaper, and B, you can just change the return date. Especially when you're thinking it's only going to be a week or two weeks. That didn't make sense at all. And I think she is absolutely running i think she everything came crashing down they've got married now everything's settling in she realizes she has to make a life for herself in colombia and she's completely panicking it made no sense about that return ticket so then we see she gets to the airport she leaves and poor jamie is just heartbroken then we see next week she's she's in alabama jamie is on the other end on like a facetime call and she's saying to Chris, you never answer my texts. You never respond to me. And Chris bites back and says, listen, you know why I'm not responding to you? Because I'm working to be, to send you money. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up, back up, back up, back up. She was supposed to go for a week, maximum two, to just get medication. And to just get something sorted with the bank. Why is she now suddenly working? She wasn't working when we met her. She'd given up her job and everything. Why is she now back working in Alabama? And then Jamie says, I have, this is the first time I've seen your face in a month. A month she's been gone. 
I don't, I, I cannot wait to deep dive into this because the conclusion that I have that I can say on here is that Chris is just completely lying about her life. That's essentially what it is. She's lying about what she wants. She's lying about her life and she's hiding a massive amount of stuff from Jamie. That's what it is. Because I didn't understand why are you working? You went back for two weeks to get medication. You were coming back. It was a quick trip, quick trip. It was not a quick trip. So I feel really sorry for Jamie, but I cannot wait to get into that next week. All right, we have two people left. We have, or two couples. We have Jen and Rishi and Strange Beautiful, Debbie and Osama. Let's go into Strange Beautiful, Morocco. So we're back with Debbie and Osama. And oh, what a way to begin. We are at a poetry reading at an international cafe and we see Debbie looking as beautiful as ever. She has this darling little little clip in her hair, hair clip, and it was like little pearls all around it, which she matched beautifully with her pearl necklace. Hair is flowing, that blonde hair is flowing, looking adoringly at Osama. She's just so, so in love and he is so in love with her. Nobody can tell me anything differently. And he says, um, they're looking around. She goes, oh, this is a great, this is cool. This is cool. She goes, is this a young people's place? And he's like, no, you know, just some young people. It's just some young people. And people are getting up to um, read poetry. Now, um, I am not one to judge people's arts at all. Some of them were a little bit better than others, but they were all up there reading their poetry. Beautiful. But what these editors did was so great. There was a guy up there that was reading his poem and there was a line. (laughs) There was a line that was like, I looked up to the heavens to see your face or something like that. And they just did a zoom in on Osama, just staring up into space, up into the heavens, looking for whatever this poet was talking about. It was so brilliant. And then, I mean, Osama is so connected to art and poetry and love. I mean, he was so into it. He really followed the instructions of the poem. And I, I loved it. Then we got Osama's poem. Now, please remember, this is this is Osama's second language. And he's not just writing a regular paragraph. He's writing a poem in a second language. It's so impressive and amazing. And I wish I could do it. But he gets up there and his poem is called, I Think of You. Strange Beautiful. Um, And I added the Strange Beautiful. But he says, this is um, dedicated to my fiance, Debbie. And he points out Debbie and her little pearl clip. And she is just, she's over the moon, over the moon. And Osama's poem is so, so strange, beautiful. And then everyone claps. Everyone was clapping. It was amazing. And he comes and sits back down. And Debbie says she feels drunk because she's so giddy at how beautiful the poem was and that he was letting the world know that is his woman, that is his fiance and he's madly in love. And it just, guys, I've never seen a more beautiful love story and I believe it all. And I'm so happy that they're going to live happily ever after. Um, The next, we see next week, 90 Day Fiance the other way, that Debbie's getting nervous because they are going back to Osama's hometown because they were in that in the city and they're going to the hometown now to meet the mum, dad and the sister. We see his sister as well. And she's 
she's walking into the house and poor thing is so nervous i'm excited for her to meet the donkey as well we can't forget the donkey um so they're walking up to this house and um she's you know dragging a bag and he's dragging some bags and she goes ha ha maybe I should put a bag over my face and he goes ha 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 yeah 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 you know some things are lost in translation when it comes to strange beautiful but it's okay because it's all about love by the way I am so sorry if you're hearing um the the bin men outside it's I have the windows open while I'm recording this so I apologize <laughs> Yeah, they're just right out the window doing their stuff. Maybe you should ask them if they watch 90 Day Fiance. Who knows? They're working hard. They're working hard. All right, so sorry about that. A little bit of extra noise for you there. Um, so, yeah, that's what we see next week. And we see sat on the sofa Osama's mum, dad, and his sister. And I just think that it's all going to go wonderfully. I think my prediction is next week they meet Debbie. They fall madly in love. Debbie falls madly in love with them. And it's all wonderful. End of story of strange beautiful all right let's go to our last one jenna rishi now this is a shit show if ever we had one ah i don't know who annoys me more i mean obviously rishi annoys me because he's cheating on jen it's obvious we all know it but jen cannot get the words out to express her disgust or annoyance with him to him he says it, she says it to camera, but then the whole explanation, oh, okay, so we meet Rishi, he's with his friend Nitesh, who's an astrologer, by the way, didn't know that, and they're in this place that's called um, Mujra, and it's like a dance club, but not really. It reminded me a lot of when geishas perform, and geishas will come in, and they will have tea ceremonies, and they will drink, and they will, you know, perform a music and some kind of dance some kind of dance action movements with it very gentle and very innocent things like that this was the most bizarre hair tossing i've ever seen in my life we have nitesh and rishi are sat down and then this woman comes out of nowhere rishi so by the way this isn't like a strip club in america that you have in america not a strip club everyone not a strip club so this woman comes out dressed this beautiful sari and she starts regular kind of like like dancing somewhat a little bit of traditional indian dancing and then she starts tossing this hair around and then she's on the ground and at one point she's like dry humping the air on the ground and putting her hand down her body and I'm thinking sorry what and then she gets back up again tosses her hair and leaves and they were like oh that was great I don't know what was really what was going on it was the first time I never heard of anything of a Mujra dance club. So I don't know whether how legitimate it was or wasn't, but Nitesh was very happy with her. So then they start having a chit chat and, you know, she's like, Jen's got her tenure visa. She's about to come back. And Nitesh as an astrologer um, is saying, listen, the next three years are going to be very, very tough. He says, looking at the signs, looking at the stars, basically it's impossible for you guys to work. (laughs) So there's that. Um, He said it's going to be very, very hard. And then he says, if you want to tell your parents, you have to do it on August the 2nd, which we learn is two months from when they were speaking. So they have 50 days. I wish they had a countdown. Oh, that's what they need. They would, I would love if we had a little countdown every time we saw um, Jen and Rishi's scenes of just going from 50, 43, 
Like, I would love for that just going down. It would be so good to have, like, a counter at the bottom of the, every scene of theirs. Um, so they have, yeah, they have 50 days, apparently. I mean, this this couple hasn't worked either, right? Jen is back in Oklahoma, right? I mean, I haven't looked at her social media, actually. I probably should, but they didn't get through. I don't know. I don't know, actually. Because we see what happens then is Rishi's so excited. He's getting the apartment ready. Jen's coming back over. We learn that um, it's been five months. It has been a long time. It's been five months since um, she's been back. It's been away. She was in um, back in Oklahoma. So she's back and she says, I'm so angry. I'm disgusted because she found out, remember, Randy, her friend, showed her the DMs that went back and forth between Randy being cat catfishing Rishi and Rishi sending that photo of him half naked in a tap <laughs> in a towel um, and asking about meeting up. So she says, I'm so angry, so angry. Don't know what I'm going to do when I see him. I just can't even handle it. You know, he's got a lot of explaining to do and da, 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 da. And then the, the taxi pulls up and she starts kissing him and she's in the confessional going, oh, you know, I was so angry at him. But just when I see him, it's just, oh, it's just all so wonderful. And, you know, oh, it's just great to see him. Okay. Um, what was so interesting, did you notice in the taxi, like at the top corner, the sticker just said tourist. It's like really, I don't know whether it was appealing to anybody, if any robbers or any carjackers. They just, if they need to get a clear sign of these are the people you rob, and these are the people you don't. It just said tourist on it. I thought it was a nice touch. Then um, they get into the apartment and Jen's looking around. She's like, oh, this is great. This is great. And then Rishi says, look, you've had long day of traveling. Let's go to a spa and get an oil drip massage. Oh, that sounds... I, have, I was listening to it just going, oh, I want this so badly and i honestly i'm gonna to start to google like if they do them over here and if not what a great business idea don't claim it i already have it but it looks amazing so we see them they get into their um towels and they're waiting on their two beds which are next to each other to start this um oil therapy and um rishi sat there and he's rubbing his chest and jen's like you know i haven't they haven't been intimate for what was i didn't write it down was it three years or five yeah, I think it was like three years they haven't had sex for because there was a pandemic. And then she said, she did said to him the other episode, I've decided I want to wait until we're married. So they haven't had sex. So she goes, you know, it's great to see him in his towel. And she says, I mean, it's not like he's ripped or anything, but and then the, the camera just zooms in on him. Not like he's ripped or anything, but he's still a good looking guy. So, so then they get this oil therapy and it just looked Oh, I looked so. I was feeling relaxed watching it. Like I really want to find this. If you know anybody that does oil therapy like this in Los Angeles, please email us. Uh, ten to love and care at gmail. Ten to love and care podcast at gmail.com. Uh, anyway, so they get this. She says, "I feel great. This is just what I needed after that long flight." Blah 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 blah. Then she decides this is the place. She wants to bring up the fact that he's been cheating on her. So they're still in the towels. The lovely ladies have left that gave the therapy. And then she said, you know, people, do you talk to people on Instagram? And this is what annoys me with it. Like, just just tell him what's going on. Tell him what you found. Be direct. Go through the whole story. But instead she does that. And he goes, no. And he goes, do, she goes, do you send photos? Well, you know, sometimes, I mean, I don't know. And she goes, do you want to stick with that story? And he's like, um, yeah. So then she reveals, well, what's this? And shows him a screenshot. 
what we find out is not only was Randy's catfish, you know, received that photo of him in the towel, but apparently he also messaged her back and said, why didn't you call me? Because she had claimed, the, you know, she claimed, I'm going to be in Jaipur and I would love to meet up with you. And he said, great. And then he, we find out he'd also written, why didn't you call me? And this guy looks at it, looks at the evidence in front of him. Said, I don't remember doing that. I mean, <laughs> what? I, what are you supposed to do with that? I don't remember. Well, A, you do. And second of all, you did it. So let's just stop the bullshit. And um, Jen's, Jen doesn't like say anything. She's just like, well, that's bullshit. Yeah, I mean, ugh. and he's like, I just don't remember. I, I don't, I don't think I did that. You can look at my mobile, my mobile phone, which she does. And we see that there is a photo. And she goes, why did you send a picture of roses to this girl? So it's all going to blow up next week. We're going to get a lot more next week on that. I mean, Kate was saying that she thinks that they're probably still together. And that we're going to see them in the um, tell-all at the end of the season, still together and probably still going to be battling back and forth about things. But I mean, there's a lot. I don't know how many episodes we have left, but there's a lot. He needs to tell the parents and then he supposedly needs to marry her, which I don't see happening this season. I don't see happening at all. I think he may tell the parents. I think that may happen. But I do not see them getting married. And now that she's got this 10-year visa, she can stay there. So I I would say she's probably still in India. I think so. I think so. And I think he probably told his parents and he's living in that apartment with Jen. That's what I think is going on. But like I said, I haven't searched any of their social media, which I probably should. But um, yeah, that's what I think is going on with them. Um... All right, guys, did we cover everyone? We did Strange Beautiful, Jen and Rishi, Nicole and Mahmoud, Danielle and Johan, Isabel and Gabe, and then Jamie and Chris. Yeah, I mean, episode 10, let's say we have five left. We've got a lot to cover. We've got Jamie and Chris, and Chris completely abandoning Jamie. But we know for a fact, we see that Chris is definitely in Alabama, but we know for a fact she goes back because we have the infamous production van fights that we're looking forward to. I mean that we're going to see. So we know she goes back to Columbia. Um, So we've got that. Um, We've still got quite a bit to go then, I think, with Jamie and Chris. Isabel and Gabe will probably see their wedding, hopefully. So we've got that to go. Daniel and Johan, I just have no idea. I think they're going to string them along and they're going to have... They were in this episode very, very little and I think they're going to keep just popping in episodes. But they're already married. She's living there. I don't really know what else is going to be discussed with them maybe the butcher shop um nicole and mahmoud i have no idea i think they're just going to keep going back and forth about just about their cultures and how it does not match and then maybe we'll see nicole come back to america maybe i mean i I, she's done four months there already at this point i don't know i don't know she needs to get out of that room and then jen and rishi yeah i've already said what i think will happen with them debbie and osama they're gonna live happily ever after end of story we already know that okay guys i am gonna head off thank you so much for just listening to me ramble this entire episode um next week hopefully we'll be back with miss katie Cade, um and we will have a lot more to discuss on 90 day fiance just a couple of plugs before i go number one make sure you are following us on instagram at 
Tender Loving Care podcast. You can DM us, you can message us, which is DMing, like all of our stuff, get up to date, like things that's going on with the potty, all in there. You can email us at tenderlovingcarepodcast at gmail.com. We also have a YouTube channel which is where we have clips from our patreon which is a video recording of kate and i doing a podcast um that is at tender loving care podcast on youtube and then don't forget our patreon you go to patreon.com for just five dollars five dollars that's it five dollars a month you will get our exclusive patreon content which is us covering vanderpump rules every week it's a video um footage of us recording the podcast and going breaking down the episode so go and check us out there for five bucks a month you end up getting three episodes a week of our podcast so um please go and um join us there and have a fabulous fabulous week we love you so much thank you for tuning in wherever you are in the world we love to see where you are we even had where was it that i looked this week we got uruguay we got I can't remember. A lot of Swedish, which we love to see our Swedes. We've got Norway, we've got Germany, we've got France, we've got tons of places. So it's so amazing seeing you all listening to us. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic week. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.